You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. It's for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. The Empowered Parent Podcast is a developmentally informed, trauma-sensitive, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hey guys. Hey Chris. That's what you're going to say. And joining me, in case you remember, <laughs> Ryan and yes. Kayla North. It has been quite a while since we've sat down and done one of these. It's been a minute. Yeah, a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> By a minute, I, I didn't even have the courage. <laughs> I didn't have the courage to look up when we last spoke with um, Jelana. Yeah. I mean, it, and Kayla and I did ago. that. And like, yeah. I didn't know when's the last time you were on one of these, Chris. The one before that. So, yeah. whatever that was. The one before that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the other thing is so, we do come to you, listeners, with our hats in our hands and our heads bowed. Yeah. And to ask your forgiveness for only putting out 11 episodes last year. Um, That's yeah, sad. That was due to COVID and supply chain issues, <laughs> uh, the quiet quitting phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, they're like, no, we did not quiet quit the podcast. No, no, we didn't. We're still here. Um, We're still here. Just life. You know. A lot of life happened in, yeah. in, in there. And well, and I've been like, you know, hopefully I won't cough through this episode, but I've been like coughing since I don't See, know. You had to say it. You had to say it. She's going to speak it into existence. I think I started coughing sometime in 2020, and I haven't really stopped, stopped since then. Some, sometime between your birthday and Thanksgiving. Yeah, this year, it's. I mean, this last few months has been crazy. It was like I got sick right around Thanksgiving, and then I was better for a couple of weeks, and then like a little bit in December I got sick again, and then I was better for a little bit, and then it was like it just kept hitting me. It was like, and I only run a fever for like 24 hours, but then it was like I was in bed for like two weeks. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's finally to a place where I'm coughing mostly just at night. You know, it's mostly when I've laid down at night is when yeah, I start coughing now a little bit during the day. but And in the worst of it, I was waking up every night during your coughing attacks. Oh, and I haven't woken up in a couple of weeks. So um, according to Chris Turner, I'm due to be woken up. <laughs> That's right. Now <laughs> That's that you said it. Later tonight. I mean, I mean just, just to kind of give a little bit of insight into, into how bad the, the coughing streaks have been. Um, we originally hit record on this episode like an hour before this. <laughs> That's right. We've had a couple of false starts. Yeah, um, yeah. But here we are hoping hoping for the best. And then you're, you're speaking to existence. So uh, our oldest son and I, uh, in the last couple of days, um, have attended a, a conference, a leadership conference at our church. And on Thursday night, um, you know, the, the, general, the opening general session was like, you know, 7.15 until... 9.30, so it ended at 10.15. Uh, <laughs> of course. And so, uh, and so we were trying to go to a new restaurant over in that part of town that had just opened the week before. Um, and, and and so I'd, I'd eaten at it in Chicago a few times, but he never had. And so I'm like, well, we want to go eat there. And so I'm like, listen, as we were a a exiting the, the auditorium, I said to him, I hope that I don't bump into anybody I know because I don't want to speak to anybody. I want one of these sandwiches. <laughs> and he said to me, great, now you've jinxed it. Right. And I said, I said, that's dumb. 
I looked at him. I said, that's dumb. And I looked up and there was somebody waving at me. <laughs> and they waited to talk to you. And they waited. Like, this is like, there's like you know, 2,000 people coming out of this room that holds like 2,000 people. And these guy, this guy and his wife just stood there waiting. And so I was like, you jinxed it. Well, the rest of that story is we went by the exit for this restaurant at the exact minute that the, that the restaurant closed. <laughs> so, so you missed it. So you missed it. Well, my question was going to be, and how many people did you see between there and your car? Just one. <laughs> just, just one. Just enough, for Ty- just, enough for, just enough for Tyler to be right. <laughs> so the funny thing about that is uh, he's a pastor here in, in, in Dallas-Fort Worth. And... Uh, and we said, and and I think the reason that that he stay that he said he waited to say hi to us um, was that he um, was that he wanted to tell us. I hadn't seen hadn't seen him in years, but he said to me, "Hey, somebody, I, somebody you know who knows you goes to our church." And and so the, sort of the ironic part of this is that we wanted to uh, go to a restaurant, a chain out of Chicago that just opened up its first store here in Dallas. Well, the couple that knows us is a couple from Chicago. <laughs> They just moved here. They just moved here as well. And so that was kind of a nice little reunion. But, but those five minutes. Um, cost you a sandwich. Cost yeah. me a sandwich. Cost them a sandwich. Uh, you know, we, we have the little wah, wah, wah sound around here. But both Kayla will, Kayla's already like, no. she's doing like the. No. So you remember? <laughs> so you remember in sound a, effects just seem cheesy to me. So do you remember in, in A Few Good Men where he's about to ask, um, he's going to ask Colonel Jessup if you ordered the code red? Right. And he turns around, he takes a sip of his water, and he looks at um, at, at the at co-counsel, Lieutenant Weinberg, yeah. and Weinberg like wait, like shakes you, like gives him the no. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this, and that's everybody, Kayla just didn't say a word. Just gives the no. Just gave me the Weinberg, just, don't do it. Yeah, I just gave him the, the head shake. No, no, that's all right. I do that frequently, it seems. I don't have like a mute button or that's, any kind of What do you do thing. frequently? I feel like I do that a lot. Like, give the no. Kind of give you the the well after head gesture. I, I will take years together as a couple. You've developed twenty one years of marriage now. You've developed a communication that works between the two of you. That's and right. what are you doing here? <laughs> she just said he 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 thinks dumb things and I tell him don't say them. Well, what is that a developed communication? <gasps> no, I didn't say you think. Looking out for you. I didn't say you think dumb uh-huh. things. I just <laughs> think that sometimes you don't think it through fully, and so. Because you know, if you have to speak like slowly and have odd <laughs> pauses in your sentence, the opposite of what you're saying is likely true. Oh, it's just because we like speak the same language, and so I English, know what you're. Yes. <laughs> I, I know what he's going to say before he even says it, and so like, mm. there's so many times that we've like, like I'll say something and he'll go, "I was." just thinking that very same thing or i'm gonna stop admitting that now uh, but <laughs> no, you kidding. know i know what you're gonna say and that's why I you can know shake i was gonna say head. that yes you knew that i was gonna say that absolutely <laughs> hey, well uh, uh, well we know that in this episode kayla lies to the audience we'll call this one <laughs> kayla lies to the audience okay so the other thing that that, that we have to tell people is that um dur- during during you know the the first few months of um of 2020, when when we went from when we went from business as usual to um, there's there's a thing there's this virus. You can't be in the same room with each other anymore. Yeah. The virus to you can't talk to people, uh, you know, and and shutting the world down. And if people remember, but but we were all up in uh, at the Together Cold Retreat that the Sparrow Fund puts on in uh, Pennsylvania. When you know, the day before we flew home. Was the day that the U.S. government shut down travel from Western Europe, 
And so we, we had to make it home in the midst of all of that. And for those of you who don't remember, or if you're new to the podcast, Kayla had also destroyed her ACL that weekend. And so it was lovely. Now, now we're in COVID airports and, and, and you don't notice how bouncy runways are until the person in, next to you is in, and I guess if you're the person in pain too, but, but I never really gave much thought to how bouncy runways are until just that takeoff roll had her sobbing. Mm. Right. And so we came back in the midst of all of that and then we're going to do the podcast. And so we get like, you know, get all the remote stuff set up that we need to. Um, and I think that's part of why we weren't really prolific in our production last year, like, like, like we had been before, um, was because the whole, everybody's like, you would sit in, in your office at home, Kayla would be in our bedroom at the desk in our bedroom, I'd be downstairs in the dining room table, and then it's really hard, like this whole conversation already feels more natural and right to me, right? Yep. Yeah. Because it's hard to, to, do the, to do the cues, and then there's like some latency, and so Kayla will be done speaking, and then, you know, to me, it seems like she just finished her sentence, <laughs> but to her, she'd been like, for two seconds wondering why nobody responded to her and it's just kind of awkward and it's really hard to kind of get get kind of a flow but yeah you know we sat around here joying into these mics and telling jokes and stuff and the way that, that i think we like to do that and kind of kind of warm up for the thing and yeah. i don't know if we're getting to a topic tonight chris or we're just <laughs> a, if we're just doing a short episode apologizing and explaining uh. where we've been <laughs> Well, I was just saying that was Ryan's long-winded way of saying we're all in the same room again. Yes, that is correct. So that's and, good. that's very nice. It seems it seems more natural to have a podcast this way, where we can see each other and talk to each other and have terrible for you snacks beforehand. <laughs> you know. Um, well, I mean, even our terribly for you snacks beforehand are, are of a higher quality these days. That's true. They're Trader Joe's brand. I Trader mean, Joe's and some bougie. Um, dark chocolates made by Nespresso. Yeah, exactly. Which we thank you very much for Nespresso. Yeah, keep sending those. Things also, up. if you work, if you're George Clooney or work for Nespresso, <laughs> and would like to sponsor the podcast, we are open to info at onebighappyhome.com. Oh goodness gracious! Can you imagine yes. that? This episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast is brought to you by Nespresso. <laughs> we can do like 1950s TV kind of stuff. <laughs> oh my gracious! You know, the, that's kind of made a comeback, especially yeah. in the podcasting world. You know, a whole episode is sponsored by, by a, a one advertiser or a main advertiser, like uh, the show Yellowstone, if anyone watches that, is famously sponsored by uh, Ram Trucks because that's, you know, all, all they, they use drive. there on, on the Yellowstone oh, Ranch. Gotcha. And like usually uh, the, um, the uh, season premieres are usually – uh, sponsor like uh, not quite commercial free, but uh, limited commercial yeah, interruption, yeah, yeah. like sixty minute, mm. sixty right. second commercial provided break. by yeah Ram trucks. So like yeah, oh, you might okay. not see a whole lot of commercials, but you're gonna see a lot of Ram trucks commercials when you do. Uh, so yeah, uh, I totally get what you're saying. It's uh, okay probably the way things have have gone. So it's funny that we we we, we have just said hi and explained kind of what's been going on the last ten minutes. <laughs> I remember the last time we were up in Pennsylvania, um, one of our listeners, uh, Corinne Wolf. Um, Hi, Corinne. Yeah, her, her husband, um, his name I, I'm drawing a blank on right now. I apologize for that. But um, we were talking, and, and he walks up, and, and this is a little bit of a fuzzy memory of it, but, but she said, uh, you know, I, I, I was telling him, like, for a long time, he needs to listen to you guys. And he goes, 
You say, oh, yeah, but I just learned you have to forward like seven minutes into the episode because that's <laughs> when they finally get something good. <laughs> so if you will just forgive us for this one, we're just kind of saying hi. Yeah. Okay. But we're back. We're ready to, we're ready to go. We've got some new Maybe. topics. What are you talking about? Well, speaking of topics and what are we going to talk about, we're going to talk about something that um, any one of us who has had a brother or sister can definitely relate to, mm. and that is sibling conflict. Oh, yeah. There's, there's mm. lots of that. I got an idea. What's that? I think because we all do have siblings. So, um, so if um, maybe you want to share like some sibling con- an example of some sibling con- conflict you had, I'll give an example to start with because oh dear, I have two brothers. I'm the middle. There's just like you had lots of there's a, there's a catalog <laughs> coming and going. Yeah, yes. my my uh, my older brother's 18. He's 18 months older than me. <laughs> I was like, he's not 18. <laughs> my 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 older brother, but according to you, you knew what I meant. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So no, he's 18 months older than me, and then my younger brother is right at five years younger than me, and um, and we've spoken about this before on this podcast. Uh, Kayla's uh, upbringing was was a little bit more um, conservative and a little less potentially less problematic in the conduct of the adults uh, in your in your life. Mm. Um, yeah, I could say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to I'm trying to kind of walk walk the walk the line here, but in my life there were a lot of um, adults who were very verbally and physically aggressive. And I don't mean like like I was beaten as a child. I mean like I remember standing outside of out of a sporting event my uncle and his friend Mark got into a fist fight with two other fans and <laughs> I was 12 and I just didn't watch. I mean, that, that's what I mean, right? And so, um, so, so there's a lot of that, that going on in my family. And, but, but Kayla, um, I, you know, she has a brother who is eight years younger than her. And so, uh, you know, we've been married 21 years now and I've never heard a story where the two of them got into a fist fight. And so, and so when I met her... We had her, a lot of the, he's touching me, she's touching me, like in the car. Yeah. That was probably as far as that went. <laughs> and so, and so um, as, you know, I just met her and I'm like, I mean, I remember saying, you know, like I'm at the point in my life where I need to have like, a, like I need like serious relationships in my life, not just like people to go out and have fun with. And then I thought, you know, I need, a, I need a serious, um, I like, like, I would like, you know, you know, I've got to start thinking about like, what am I going to do in terms of like marriage and family and stuff? And I, and I thought, and people may say, well, that's, that's kind of a weird thing to do. But I thought, you know, I need to, I need to start dating a school teacher, somebody who's in, who's going to school to be a school teacher or a nurse because they spend their professional careers trying to help other people. And so to me, that seems like a nice person. I should try to find like an, an, a, a school t- future school teacher or nurse to date, right? That's, that, I mean, that sounds logic. That sound logic. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so, and so I meet Kayla. And so now not only is, is Kayla a lot more um, of a calm person than I am, but she's also now through the filter of she must be wonderful. She's dedicated her life to being an educator of small children. And then, so we're not even dating it. I just met her and, and known her not very long. And my younger brother, who at the time, oh my gosh, how old is he? He must have been like 19 or 20 at the time, right? Yeah, he was young. And, and he had this girlfriend that was causing a lot of problems in his life. And, 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 and so we've had explosive arguments before, but this time, what was weird about this story is that I didn't really think that, um, like I tried to, like, like try to be calm about it and talk to him about some of the things that she was doing, and he just exploded and just like, I don't know, he punched me in the face. And landed it like right in my, my right eye, I think. 
I don't remember. No, my left eye. It was, it was my left eye. And so, because he's right-handed. And so, it, like, my eyes, like, black and blue and puffy. And this is, like, a Thursday night. And we're going to the same place on Saturday night. And I'm like, I'm really interested in this girl. And I haven't quite worked up the courage to ask her out yet. But in my mind, she's like, she's like you know, Mary Poppins. And so, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way Mary Poppins wants to hang out with people who get into fist fights, you know, and ballroom brawls kind of thing. And, 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 I, and I went over there. And she's like, what happened to your face? And I'm like, oh, my brother punched me. I'm like, yeah. I think I just said my brother punched me. And we talked about it. And the fact, and, and, and to me, this is, this, is, this is what, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, Kayla, but to me, this is one of those moments that had convinced me that my interest in this girl, this kind of validated my interest in her mm -hmm. because of the way she responded. There's just one with real kindness to it and not any sort of judgment. And so, yeah, so when, when I think about sibling conflict at my house growing up, like, I have punched both of my, well, I haven't punched my younger brother in the face, but I've been punched in the face by both of my brothers, and I've punched my older brother in the face. I mean, that's the kind of way we did sibling conflict growing up. And so, um, the and sibling... into your young adult years as well. <laughs> and into my mid-20s. Because I did not meet you in your childhood. <laughs> I was wondering if the listeners well, were, were, were tracking. <laughs> wondering if the listeners were tracking. Um, <laughs> seems like so long ago now, though, right? It does seem like so long ago. So the thing that I that I struggle with in sibling conflict is is the biting words mm. and the yelling at each other. Like I almost just wish that the the that the boys would just like you know put on some boxing gloves <laughs> instead of the the undercutting and and the manipulation and trying to get each other into trouble and. And then the girls yelling and slamming doors and stuff like that. And, and I don't want to speak for you, uh, but I think that that stuff, uh, when we first became parents, was likely more difficult for you than it was for me because I was like, yeah, I get that sibling conflict is part of it, where you just said, you know, the worst sibling conflict you have was he's touching me uh, you know, on, on, a, on a trip out to West Texas to see your grandma. But I mean, it's real. Yeah, well, and I, I always, I had this, like, picture in my mind where I thought that, you know, my brother and I were eight years, you know, we're eight years apart, so there's a huge difference, like, when we, when Ryan and I got married, it was like, my brother was a freshman in high school, you know, I mean, so it was like, he was this little, still a little kid, you know, and when I moved out of the house, so there's, there's almost like we were, like, two only children, we overlapped for a, yeah. for a short amount of time, and so, we're, we're not super close to each other, but we also never really had, like, I mean, my parents might say otherwise, but I don't have these memories of, like, lots of sibling Ooh, future rivalry. Future podcast guest, Kayla's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I'm sure we argued and fought. I mean, I, I remember having, like, you know, I remember on car trips. That was that was where I remember the, the arguments the most was on car trips. Mm -hmm. And I remember having to do silly things like, you know, hold up a sign in the window and say I, it, that said, I love my brother very much to all the passing cars. Every time we would get in a fight, we had these signs we had to hold which up. Par which parent's idea was that? I, I couldn't tell you. I have mom? no idea. I, I was about to, if she said, I couldn't tell you, I'm going to guess mom. I, no, I really don't remember. That sounds I don't like remember. a mob thing or a dad yeah. thing. But oh, I see, I don't know. That's my just dad, like, shut up. No, my dad was very into like, like, um, making some sort of a, a punishment that kind of like fit the crime kind of thing. Like he would, my dad was Which really is not one of our recommendations for sibling conflict. Correct. Just to let you know. Correct. No, <laughs> but it was interesting though, because those are the, if I think back, like that's the only conflict other than like when I started dating and I had this like elementary brother who would like 
peek in on like right. I'd have a boy over peek in on what we'd be sitting watching TV and we might be holding hands and he'd be like <sighs> giggling from his bedroom because he was like set, I, you know, I am like, going to play that clip to your brother we impersonate his giggle and then post a video of him rolling his eyes <laughs> right when he well I mean he was like nine his voice did sound like that still I'm sure but I, I think that was, yeah, because that was all the conflict that I could remember, like was that kind of like just little annoying stuff in the car that when our kids would get into these like big knockdown drag out, you know, yelling at each other, really big arguments about things because our kids are all, there's about two years in between. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got, we've got pretty, you know, not quite two years. So some are like maybe three or four. And But there's a lot of overlapping experience. Right. Experiences so, going on. And they're yeah. very, they're just close, you know. And, and so they get along very well some days. And then other days it's just like everything they do annoys the other one, you know. And I would just, just get so upset because I always thought that like if I had kids that were closer in age... Mm that they'd have this really good relationship because like with my brother, like I said, we don't have like, like we don't fight. I talked to him. I saw him yesterday. You know, it was like, we, we, we have a relationship with each other. It's just not like, I don't call him every day. We don't like text funny memes to each other. You know, we don't just have that tight relationship. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted my kids to have that tight relationship with each other. And so them arguing made me go, oh, no, they're not going to have a tight uh, relationship, yeah. you know? So uh, you're making a really great point, but I got distracted by something you said. What's that? I don't have a great relationship with my brother. I mean, we don't, I, don't speak to him every, I don't speak to him on the phone every day, and we don't text funny memes to each other. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, I, I see these siblings. All marks of secure attachment. <laughs> Seek and receive care, give care, independent, dependent, negotiate needs, text funny memes. <laughs> Like Jude Cassidy is going to be really impressed that Kayla added a fifth hole more. <laughs> no, I just think through like, I, you know, I, I know families where the, the siblings, the, like they're all adults and they have like these really good relationships with each other and they, they have on like, vacation together, they go on vacation yeah. together. They have these like group texts and they're like constantly like in communication with each other. That's what I want for my kids. I want my kids to have like that relationship when they get to be adults. Because it's something you don't have and it's yes, probably never it's will. And so you want something better for them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For me, you know, my, my sister and I are five years apart. I'm the I'm the older. And I, like you, Kayla, I don't remember a whole lot of knockout, drag down. Yeah. Knock down, track out, whatever. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, big, you know, blow up fights. I, I'm not saying we never had them. I just don't. There weren't. If we did, we either had so many that they just all blurred <laughs> together, or they were it was so just rare normal. that they weren't right. <laughs> or it was, or it was just not life altering. I guess right. Like it didn't leave like in this impression that you impression. go exactly think back and that's what you remember about right. your relationship. Right. Now remind me of the, of the age gap between the two of you. We're five five years. Did you just say that? Yes. yes. I apologize. That's okay. So I was reading my show notes. And you know, according to my parents, um, when we were growing up, when my sister w- was was real young, she she loved me. Mm-hmm. I, I was big brother, right? I was Bubba. That's what she called me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the first words she my parents tell us that she learned to speak was Bubba. Right, and she didn't say that to anybody else but me. So I was to her, I was Bubba. I'm not Bubba to anybody else. So whatever, you know, you meet me <laughs> elsewhere. Do not come up to me. And I, I want da- I want Dallas to change the the intro. 
the Empowered Parent Podcast featuring Ryan and Kayla North and hosted by Chris Bubba Turner. <laughs> Chris Bubba Turner. Don't do that, Dallas. But, <laughs> but kind of like, I, I wonder if sometimes there is that, again, you know, we're not going to try to, I'm not going to try to generalize this because personalities are different, family dynamics are different, right? But it's very similar to you, Kayla, and it could be, you know, the fact that my sister lives on the other side of the country. You know, we don't see each other all that often. Um, we don't text every day. She does text me funny memes every now and then, but it's not like it's a constant, you know, conversation or something. So. See? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, we've gone through those periods of um, trying to be closer and then things just kind of are, you know, like. Yeah. Live radically different lives. You know, she, her, her work, it, you know, she, she's single. She has a dog. She works for a nonprofit. Uh, that's kind of, you know, what her life revolves around. I'm married. I have three kids, you know. Right. It just, it just, just looks different, different. Just looks totally Well, I mean, the other right? thing so, is that, that, you're not, that you're not geographically proximate. Right. Exactly. I mean, for her, and if I'm remembering, for her to see you physically, one of you has to get on, get on a plane. Get on a plane. Yeah. 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 So um, how our relationship today factors into what our relationship was when we were kids and, and the conflict that we might have had, I, again, I don't remember a whole lot of – because I think our age gap was just enough that by the time she got into a section of childhood, I was out of that section of childhood, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so, you know, I was out of high school before she was in high school. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think a, it, a lot of our conflict was probably the run-of-the-mill annoying stuff, like, mm -hmm. you stop touching me. Yes. <laughs> you were talking yes. about earlier in the car. You know, you know what I just stuff. realized so. is, that, is that the two of you have a similar experience, right? Yeah. You, you and your brother are eight years apart. You and your sister are five. Yep. Well, I have a similar experience with one of my siblings. Right. My younger brother is five years younger than I am, and, and it's the same thing, right? I mean, we have some similar interests, like, um, like, like he, he's an he's a enormously gifted musician, like if you if you put an instrument in front of him, he will pick it up and figure out how to play it. Mm. Like I remember one time, um, we gave him a mandolin. A friend of mine had a mandolin, and my friend and I were just like like you know some like some like a twelve bar blues thing or whatever. And he was like like little mandolin fills and stuff. And like, have you ever played the fill? No, it picks it up right now, right? I mean, just because once you kind of figure out what this what the things tune to, right? Like a ukulele or whatever, then you can just play. And so he did that. Um, and so, you know, when we first moved here almost 30 years ago now, um, I taught him to play the guitar, meaning that I played the guitar and then he got one and I showed him some chords. So when I said I taught him to play the guitar, I showed him like, you know, all the major chords. Um, he's done session work. He's played in bands. He's been on tours. He's like he's a legitimate musician. Yep. So we do have that thing in common. And so, you know, you always talk about like try to find the common ground. Like whenever we see him, I'll I'll say to him every single time. You know, we should we should get together and play. We should we should write some songs. He's like, yeah, let's do that. And and I and I feel like um, that's largely because the conditioning of our childhood for me was that he was always an annoying little kid, and I didn't want anything to do with him. Mm. Yeah. Right. Which is why he has no burning desire to want to hang out with me now, mm. even though um, he has he has two daughters and um, our. 
three, uh, well, our, all of all of our daughters, except our special needs daughter, get along really well with 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 them, and they they always have tons of fun together, and they've mm -hmm. done sleepovers, sleepovers, and stuff like that. So even though the cousins just love hanging out, we still don't spend a lot of time hanging out because I just think his childhood experience has not gone. Man, I'm really connected to that guy. Mm -hmm. Now, my older brother and I actually spend more time together, even though he's the one I had more conflict with, mm -hmm. but because we were proximate in, proximate in age. Um, so that's interesting that, that, with the, that with your siblings and then my youngest sibling, we have the similar kind of kind of experience, and I think that that's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. which, is, which is one of the things that I enjoy about the big family, because our oldest, you know, at the time of this recording is 20, and our youngest is 10, but the two of them still mostly get along, because even though there's a 10-year gap, there are, you know, four people between the two of them mm -hmm. that kind of bridge that gap to some to some degree. Yep. Uh, but but sibling conflict um, is is normal, right? And I think that's one of the things that we we have to pay attention to is that it is actually normal, because one of the things the traps that parents get fall into. I know we we've fallen into before, and I know that parents fall into it because we get this, some version of this question a lot. Mm -hmm. Is this trauma related? Mm. Or is this just typical childhood development? Right. And so the truth of that is it, it's likely to be a combination of the two things, or it might be development influenced by trauma. Mm. Most parents think, oh my gosh, the siblings aren't fighting. This is just a trauma response. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we have to be careful about. Hey, everyone. If you're enjoying this podcast, or honestly, even if you aren't, <laughs> we would love for you to become a supporter of the podcast. Becoming a supporter is a financial way to help the podcast, but also get some great extras to go along with it. We have tiers starting at $5, but you can pledge for as little as a dollar a month as a way to say thank you. Anything is greatly appreciated. To learn more, visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com and click on the supporter link. I do want to recognize some of our longtime supporters. Even since 2020, we have Will, Jesse, Jana, and Elizabeth just want to say thank you so much we greatly appreciate your support all right back to the podcast well and i think we also kind of think you know when when i was a kid it was kind of like work it out don't tattle just just figure it out and and that was kind of how it was dealt with sibling conflict either that or somebody came in and and broke it up and said you two stop fighting yeah mm -hmm. and that was the end of it and I think because of that, we all kind of go into that, and that's kind of our go-to response is like, okay, it's just stop fighting. Well, with what you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you just stop fighting. You, you two don't do that anymore. But what we have to start doing is we have to actually, like, teach them how to have this mm -hmm. conflict, right? They're going to have conflict. They're going to disagree about things. They're going to not want to play the same game. They're going to fight over who gets what toy or where they get to sleep or what they get to do. And, or if the know. sky is blue or if the water is wet. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. How long is long? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're going to fight over these things and they're going to argue about them. And it's like we can go in there and we can go, just stop it. Or we can go in there and go, oh, what's going on here? And be curious about it. And I yep. think that's the the biggest thing is is when we realize that we can't just tell them to stop and or just tell them just work it out i don't want to hear about it right like the i would i would say those are the two most common things that people do is just either tell them to stop or tell them just to you just figure it out you got to learn how to get along and what we've realized is that we have to actually teach them the skills that they need to be able to have conflict yeah 
So whenever they're arguing, like, I mean, we teach them how to compromise with us. Because they are developed skills. They're developed yep. skills. You're yep. right. It's like, well, if I can teach them how to have a compromise with me, when I ask them to stop, you know, it's time to turn the television off and they can say, mom, can I have a compromise? Can I have five more minutes to finish this episode? And I say, yes. Then why can't they do the same thing with their sibling? Mm. Well, because kids don't automatically transfer skills. Like they, they know the skill with you, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily transfer it to their sibling. And so we have to say, okay, well let's, let's compromise. What can you give? What can you give? And, and we'll actually sit with them and, and we have to be the parent in the situation that doesn't just come in and tell them to stop or you give that toy back to your brother. You know, that wasn't nice. Don't say that again. But we have to actually walk them through the steps of how they could do it differently. Yep. So, so, so you said a word that got my attention in there. Um, nice. <laughs> right. Um, so so I, I want to just address that and then, and then get back to, to your, your original point. Because I think oftentimes what parents want out of their children, us included, is for them to be nice, mm-hmm. for them to act nice. Um, but one of the things that I hope we, we've gotten better at over the years and hope to continue getting better at is that I'd like my children to be kind. Because mm. I think there is a distinction between nice and kind. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Roy Kent. What? Roy mm-hmm. Kent is not nice. But he is kind. he's kind, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I would... I would love to be able to say this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast yeah, brought, brought to you by Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, so, and and to bring the meme thing back, have you seen the one from season two where where Roy's standing on the sideline with 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 uh, Ted and Ted's looking at him with this like look of just like love on his face, and the meme says, "If you want to be happy, find someone who looks at you the way Ted looks at Roy." <laughs> My siblings didn't say that to me either. No. Uh, so, um, but but yeah, somebody somebody who treats with somebody with kindness, um, you know, which which is which I think is like a choice to to act um, to act positively, and and you said, well, this kind of sounds like nice, but 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 nice is almost like I will just be nice to get you off my back. Mm-hmm. Kindness is I choose to be this because it's the best thing to be. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, That's good be- because because uh, and, and I've this isn't like my an original idea. I remember reading like a blog or or, or like a, a magazine article on this years ago, where the where the author said we tell our children to be nice all of the time, and basically what that means is give in to what the other person is demanding so you can make the situation stop, right? So be nice, like mm-hmm. just just let your sister play with you play with that that toy. Just be nice, let her have it, right? And 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 the problem with that is we intru- we train our people we train our children. That the only way that they can actually be be successful in relationship is to have the other person um, not respect any boundaries they have. Mm-hmm. Well, that to me, that's 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 the the dark side of training our children to be nice. Is what we've said is don't have any boundaries, mm. right? And if you think that well, well, I mean, like it's not scriptural to have boundaries. I promise you that when God told the because this is this is this is one of the things that he that when he questions Job is he says. Where were you when I drew a line in the sand? That's not what the Bible says. But he says, where were you when I told you, told the ocean that you can come that far and no further? Mm-hmm. Like, I promise you the fact that the ocean has a boundary is enormously beneficial to all of us. <laughs> right? Yeah. So boundaries are healthy in nature and in relationships. And that's the, the thing that always concerns me about the, the resolu- like you said. Well, just, just figure it out. You know, sort it out. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Well, be nice to each other. 
it has similar has similar um, consequences in that in that there's no there's no long term um, benefits to just being nice. Right. And then I forgot the other thing I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I, I just think we have to we have to recognize that one that that conflict is normal and natural. Yep. Yes. And two, we have to intervene, but not just to stop it, but to help them figure out how to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the other thing is that we have to coach them, right? Like, yeah. Look at our in our house, Christopher Turner. You know this, but I'll share with the listeners. Twenty twenty three shaping up to be quite an interesting year because our eighteen year old daughter, who got her learner's permit. Uh, during the COVID pandemic, in like year one of the pandemic, um, it showed very little interest in wanting to drive. She's like, well, like nobody's going anywhere. Right. So. <laughs> like I'd rather just stay home and like do art or play my guitar. Do art. I apologize. Like paint pictures, draw, and the, the kinds of things that create she likes. Art. Create, create art. Create, that's the word you were looking for. I just did the artistic version of make a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and my apologies to all the art artists who are listening to this. I was going to be bonkers and pissed. Oh, he made a goal. Like he, he did. He, that huge thing that they kicked the ball into the back of. He made that. <laughs> um, anyhow. So... Um, so she wants to learn how to drive now because she's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm 18. She wants to get a job. I want to get a job. Like she's got stuff, some, yeah. she has some different ambitions that she did at 16. Or one of her, her and her friend are already talking about the apartment they were going to get together. And she has connected the dots that apartments require rent <laughs> and things like that, right? Requires a job. Yeah, and stuff like Love that. Yeah. So, so now she wants to drive. And then uh, our son just turned, our youngest son just turned 15 in January of this year. And so he's taking driver's ed. And then our fourteen-year-old daughter will be uh, will be fifteen in uh, June of this year, and so she wants to learn how to drive while we're teaching everybody else how to drive. And so, I have spent um, a few Sunday afternoons now in parking lots with them in the car, taking turns of them doing laps in the, in the parking lot and zigzagging and parking and up here, down here, and turning right, turning left, and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing: nobody, like any single parent. Who, who, when their child got of driving age, without any form of instruction, training, coaching, was just handed the keys to the car and said, well, you know, just... Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> and by the way, fig- figure it out there on the road. You don't get to figure it out in parking lots. Yeah. Like, if that's the... If I said that, like, people would think I was, I was like, n- not mentally well. Mm-hmm. Right? But you have to make an extreme example to make the point because everybody would agree that that was like, like Kayla would like, what are you doing? Mm. Yeah. Like, we'd have words. For sure. Uh, let me rephrase that. She'd have words. <laughs> For you. I'd get to listen. <laughs> she would just shake her head. And, and, I and, wouldn't. And you know what? True. You know what? And rightfully so. But there's so many other things, particularly in the realm of relationship, that we treat our children like, here, here are the keys to this thing. Just figure it out on yourself out there where you can get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing, because out there you can get hurt in relationships. And so to tell two children, figure it out, is is uh, is as um, irresponsible as saying, you're the keys to the car, go drive on the highway, yep. let me know how it goes. The problem is, is that none of us think it's irresponsible because most of us do it. Yeah. Well, and I think how they treat their siblings is kind of like the lab for how they're going to treat other people. So yeah. we, we, we train them how to have, re- how to have, relationships with siblings and with parents because that's how they're going to have relationships with friends and with spouses and you know in the future and so if we don't train them how to have conflict then they're going to have to learn later on at some point they will have to deal with conflict 
you know, at some point when you're married or when you're out, you know, in, in a job, in a job, yeah. people aren't going to just go, now you two just stop it. Don't do that. Right. Be nice to her. You know, it's just, it's not going to happen. And so we have to train them. And the earlier we can train them to have that relationship, not that's free of conflict. Like I'm not looking any, I was like Ryan said early on, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just want them to stop fighting. Why are they yeah, fighting? Yeah. I want them to love each other. And I, I think I wrongly thought that if you love each other, you won't have conflict. Yeah. And so once I realized that, okay, we've got to train them how to have conflict in a way that's healthy, in a way that is, we're not, we're not going to say ugly words to each other, but we're going to, we're going to let each other have words. We're going to let each other say, it's okay if you have those feelings or you think this or whatever. And yeah. so we have to train them to do those things, right? Chris, I know you gave us the wrap it up signal, but yeah. we did spend 15 minutes telling about where we were. <laughs> so if you'll just allow us just, just one more minute or so of, of latitude, and I just want to respond to what you said. Um, I love, one of the things that I love doing um, is, is we love teaching. Uh, and, and whether that is in a small group environment or whether that's from a stage in front of, in front of a lot of people in, in an auditorium, and I guess people call that public speaking more than teaching, but you're still communicating something that you want people to, yeah. to learn and make actionable, right? And so, um, and so I, I, you know, I, love, I love getting to do that by myself. I love getting to do that with Kayla. We have a lot of fun when we do it together. But one of my favorite things in those environments is when one of us has an aha moment in front of an audience. Yeah. Like, I love that because, because you can't hide from it. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's you, you can't all of a sudden just fake like you didn't just realize it. <laughs> and then if your spouse does it, and, 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 I, and I think, I hope you would say this, and if I have an aha moment in front of the audience, you, you kind of have that like, okay, that explains stuff, or I'm glad he finally figured it out, because <laughs> those are kind of those, those things. But I remember when Kayla had the aha moment that she said the reason, because she said the reason that, that I, that I, like, I don't know, because she'll admit or she has admitted before, and so if you need to admit it again, I'll let you. I won't admit it for you. That she came into our marriage not really having a, having a framework for handling conflict well, right? And so, like she said, you know, uh, the kids are like, I just want them to get along with each other. And she's like, well, if married couples fight, that has to be like really, really bad. But now, twenty-one years into this thing, I think that I think that I don't know if we're great at conflict, but we also are able to disagree about things and not go. Oh my gosh, this is terminal on on our relationship, right? right. Yeah. And so, um, but she said, you know, my mom and dad, uh, if they, ever they they had a disagreement, they never resolved it in front of us. There's always some version of behind closed doors. She said the thing with that though that she realized, and and again, if I'm saying anything that you haven't said, just like stop talk over me because I, I don't want to don't want to misrepresent what you said. Um, is that, is that if any resolution of that conflict was done behind closed doors, and she said the problem with that is that we never saw it, but also we did see that they were mad with each other. Mm. Now, I'm not saying like I have knocked down drag outs in front of your kids. Yeah. What I am saying, though, is that you should, disagree, you should disagree around the kitchen table, not behind closed doors in your bedroom, because if the children can watch mom and dad, right, remember their brains are at super impressionable ages, and, if, and, and, and so we got to, I got to tell a group this um, earlier today, actually, that, that um, we, we tend to forget that children learn to speak the, their language, their, their, the language of their home, mm -hmm. not because mom or dad held up an apple and said, this is an apple, say <laughs> apple, 
Right, you laugh immediately because it just sounds dumb. Children learn, and by the way, uh, developmental people will tell me that learning how to speak and learning how to walk are two very, very difficult things to learn how to do. And so uh, they learn how to speak English if you're an English-speaking household or whatever the language in your home is. They learn that just because they hear other people speaking it. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, that holds for everything. Like they can learn to handle conflict well if they watch mom and dad handle conflict well. Like, if they watch mom and dad slam doors and head the other way, then they're going to think that's what you do in those situations. Because the thing that we all have to come to terms with is our children are watching us every single minute their eyes are open. And they're learning a ton of lessons by watching. And we sometimes, sometimes very erroneously assume that the only lessons they learn are ones that we teach them mm. implicitly. Mm -hmm. Can I get a witness? <laughs> well, I was going to say... Speaking of those things we teach them implicitly, <laughs> that's what I'd like to get into in uh, the next episode is talking about practical uh, steps that we can take with our children to help them with that conflict resolution because there are things that we can do other than go work it out. Yes. Yeah. Love it. So, well, we thank everybody for your patience in us getting this episode out to you after a long absence. And... Uh, we promise the next one will not take nearly as long hey. to reach your ears. Once again, thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. Please like and share the podcast with all your friends and family. And you can find us on your favorite social platforms by searching One Big Happy Home. And if you're a supporter of the podcast, don't go anywhere. Stay right here and get ready to listen to our post-episode recap we call The Green Room, where we dive deeper into today's episode. And if you'd like to become a supporter, you can visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Thanks for listening.